Starbucks employee. Um, he was making me like a like a tea lemonade, but those things are so good. But there was oh, they are so there was some still left in the container, and I was like, "What are you gonna do with that? A little leftover? You gonna throw that in the garbage?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw it in the garbage." When he said that, and I was like, "Woo! You don't give a shit." Okay. I've had a few jobs in food where if you're eating, you're out of view of everyone. My first job was at a bakery, and I don't know why, I just didn't think that would be a rule, so I would just be, oh god, so embarrassing, I would just be eating openly, like, baked goods, like, throughout the day, and customers would come in and be like, oh, sorry, let me just finish eating, and that, like, I was like 15, I don't know, it was like my first job, my boss was like, okay, I can't believe I need to tell you this, but you can't just be eating, you have to never be caught eating, and I never forgot that lesson. I think that if I've ever been caught eating, I've been like, oh my god, I'm so, like, just like covering my mouth and just being like, I'm so sorry, you're not supposed to see this. <laughs> but you know, I think it would be good advertising. You're eating the product. That's what I thought. I was like, this cheesecake is good. You should have some. <laughs> I love your voices. I know. Oh, thank yeah, you. You, awesome. but, uh, you have a great laugh, too. You're, oh, thank you. you. recognizable laughs in the audience yeah. when it's a comedy. A lot of people yeah. can, if they're on stage and they hear my laugh, they know that it's me in the audience. And I have people, I'll be not at a show. This happened with my friend Leanne the other day. And she was like, were you at this show? I heard the la I heard. I heard your laugh. And I was like, no, someone else stole my laugh because I was not there. <laughs> You're not allergic to cannabis, are I'm not you? allergic to anything. I just have a terrible cough that I've had, like, mm, since, like, the fifth grade. I've just had a cough. I've had my lungs x-rayed. I've been to the hospital, and, like, I think the closest that they ever came to diagnosing me was I got prescribed a puffer. My mother, who I love to death, She's crazy sometimes. She's just like, oh my god, puffers are steroids. Uh, my daughter's not taking steroids. <laughs> like, I know water to start growing hair in all these places. She's not really into growing hair in. Like, and then you get older and you're like, the, the hair grows in weird places Yeah, yeah exactly. Top of my toes. And every now and oh my then, god, right? I'm like, maybe I should shave. And I'm like, no. I'm not shaving the top of my toes. Why should I have to? I don't. It's okay. Are they long? They're kind of long because I refuse to shave them. That's why. I won't do it. I'm like, that's a beauty standard that I can't care about. Do you, do you shave in general? I, okay, I shave my armpits. I trim my pubic hair. I don't shave it. I don't get a wax. I trim it. Yep. Maintain it. I don't shave my legs. How short? That's awesome. How short? I try to keep them like a quarter. No, not a quarter of an inch. Like. Like a grain of rice. <laughs> a grain of rice. <laughs> that's a perfect. And that's what you know. Oh my god. It, right? Really? <laughs> that's crazy. Sugar is the best way to do it. Sugar if you're do is it? Awesome. it? It's natural. It the, sounds the nice too. Edible. You want to get delicious. sugar? You can eat it. Exactly. What? I had a wax one time ever. I hated it. It was the worst. It was, I got it on a Groupon. Which <laughs> was already a terrible idea. It was for my boyfriend's birthday. He got like, um, he, well, it's funny because he also got a Groupon, but it was for a trip to Niagara Falls with like a casino voucher and like a dinner voucher and all sorts of stuff. And I was trying to figure out a creative gift. 
And I was like, you know, it'd be funny if I got a wax. It's like, make it different. I got it the day we were supposed to take the bus, and afterwards Ouch. it looked like I got stung by a swarm of bees. Oh, my God. I looked at my I looked at my crotch, and I was traumatized. The lady was rude. She told me the hair was too long. She was like, usually, usually uh, people trim it. When they come in, I'm like, well, no one told me that. Exactly. I've literally never you heard that. She didn't offer that. Exactly. Because some, well, at least in the sugaring, some will trim in order to make it easier. Because otherwise, it's hard to like wax. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. I went in with a full. I went in with my money's worth. You know. Trim the long before you mow it. Yeah, but because it was your first time, that's why you. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I was like, this is not the kind of thing I want to do again. But maybe it's just a bad first experience. Maybe I gotta try sugaring. Yeah, when it happens, you have to ice it. Why wasn't this a topic in health class? Exactly. Yeah, it's practical information. You said you don't shave your legs? I don't shave my legs. I have a rule, I shave my legs for money. (laughs) I shave my legs when I'm getting paid money to have my legs on display. That is when I shave my legs. And when do you have your legs on display? Um, I do some event. Oh, gross! I touched something gross. Oh no, go away. It's a used problem. We don't know. We don't know what it was. I definitely know what it was, but I'm pretending no one saw. Could be anything. Um, what were we? Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, if I get hired to do kind of like event work, um, I have a friend who runs a uh, promotion company called The High Five. We do like cute outfits, and we wear the green wigs. If you ever see on like social media um, for like the 420 rally or like March or any pride we did pride I did my pride with them this year we were in the parade we were at the very end it was super fun Um, but yeah so uh, we it is like a very aesthetically based job in that sense so if I either wear like stockings or like I feel like having my legs shaved is part of that aesthetic and I don't have a problem doing it but it's 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 like a rule I made for myself is I don't shave my legs unless I'm getting paid are they very hairy they're not that well, the hair doesn't even grow that long and it's kind of like light brown oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's like who even cares um, I wear like in the summertime I got my bathing suit on I have my you know sometimes I I worry a little bit that someone's gonna look at it, like notice it, and then they're gonna be like, whoa, that hair is longer than I thought it would be. How gross is she? But at the same, I wor- there's like a worry about that, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing dirty about hair. There's nothing dirty about But, and there's like this weird social connotation where if you have hair on a woman's body, armpit hair, I had armpit hair for like a year and a half, and that was one where I was there was a point I think it was when I started doing comedy where I was just like if I if I like if I have someone see this and it could just like I don't know I got I got that was I got so insecure about it that I was like for my own comfort I'm just gonna get rid of them you know I've kind of gotten used to not having the hair and I, I, I have the preference not have it I think that there's some people who some women pull it off really yeah, well. I think it's really sexy. It is. Yeah, I totally lie. agree. I do not, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's unsexy. I think that it's just not my look anymore. Sometimes I'm like, I want a beard. Like, I like having something to, I play with my hair though. 
I am constantly running my fi fingers through my hair, and people are always telling me, like, oh, you look neurotic. And I'm like, I don't care how, if I look neurotic. I'm soft. I, I want to be reminded how soft it is. Multiple times throughout the day. Thank you. I, tr I dye the crap out of it. I'm worrying that it's starting to get. The great thing is it just continues to grow. It, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop growing. Unless you die, then it definitely. <laughs> Wait a minute! I think your hair continues to grow after death. See, it I've does. heard that, so but I don't think like, that's true. Really? No, no, sure? I don't think I it's true. I feel like I've seen pictures. You've seen? Well, I think that people thought that because if you looked at a corpse, their hair looked longer because there was less of them. <laughs> true. So it made the hair look longer. Oh. Yeah, I think that's an urban legend. I think your hair, otherwise, you know, would be uncovering. Tombs just full of hair and that like would coffins be full of hair. With really long hair. So like right. cousin it. Maybe it's just really <laughs> right? slow. Right? Maybe it grows and it's really, really slow. I don't know. <laughs> How about nails? Is that true hundreds nails? of thousands of years? Do nails fall off? Do they die? They don't. Oh, none of that stuff. When you, that stuff. When you die, you don't grow anymore. I think we can. I'm stomping these out right now. <laughs> Otherwise, we, we know men would have erections in the coffin as well. <laughs> So have you always been funny? Mm. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't always been good at being funny. Sometimes, um, just be, if, if I'm feeling like anxious, and there's that part of me that's like, how do you dispel anxiety? You use humor. But like being bad at it also, like trying to be funny, and instead saying something that's more like just quiets the room, and it's like, what was that? And it's like, oh shit, like I'm to I do that constantly. Um, and I, I, like, I, I think I'm like intuitively funny. Like naturally funny, like the less I worry, the less concerned I am about being funny, the funnier I am. Oh my god. Yes. I keep touching something gross on the bench and it's like my hands like magnetically it's wet. I didn't want to tell the listeners any details so that they could think that I didn't have that happen to me, but it's wet. Now you know. You know, we're recording a podcast. It's okay. It's just, I feel, that's okay. It's, you know, it's hard to tell. It looks like we're just having fun. Which we are, but there, we have this a little recorder. <laughs> if this was a camera and video instead of audio, would it feel different? Um, I don't know. I have a tendency to change when I'm being observed. I've noticed that about myself, and I think that it's like um, something that I need to work on because um, when I'm more candid, I think that that's when I'm really at my best. And sometimes I get like nervous when there's pressure. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm being inhibited at all by this recording, but I don't like seeing myself on camera. Seeing myself on camera weirds me out because it's like oh no I'm seeing myself the way everyone <laughs> sees me oh that's the nightmare <laughs> oh god like I just want to be in my head like looking at everyone else or even like the sound of my own voice weirds me out like the more regularly I listen to like recordings of me doing stand-up I'm like oh okay this is like you get used to it and then if you don't if I don't for a while I'm like oh it's the voice again <laughs> when I do karaoke I do karaoke like I practice Ooh. when I'm at home I'm like all right maybe like 
you know, I sing this song a lot so that if I see it in a karaoke book, I'm ready for it. Like, I love to perform. I love writing material, and I think it's really important that even if you're, like, an in-the-moment kind of performer or comic, you still try to tighten your uh, writing muscles because writing can happen on the spot. You can write an entire joke using just your brain and a microphone and it can be like a complete joke and then you have that hopefully you record it that's why I started recording because I have missed out on a lot of what I think are opportunities to have material and things that I just winged like I've done a lot of sets not a lot I want to do more it's hard to like decide to do a set that's totally improvised material but I've definitely done like 10 minutes with like a notebook on the stage and then not touched a single joke and had a lot of fun and had a really good reaction from the audience. And um, it's something that's hard to do every time you do stand up. And it's really, I find it's really hard to like decide, you know what, for a month, I'm just gonna improvise every set that I do. Cause some of those shows, there's pressure to do well. Maybe there's someone you want to impress. I think that it is a very supportive community in ways that kind of surprise me all the time. Um, There are times where it is a really, especially towards women, it can be really intense. And there is a lot of not listening happening whenever women try to talk about serious problems, like some of the harassment that occurs, some of, in a lot of it's very, like, sexually targeted harassment. Like, I think that it's a common experience for a woman who is hosting a stand-up show to be harassed by one of the acts. I think that it's more so that's like in the open mic kind of section, like it's considered unprofessional if you do it the higher up you go, but it's still like that's an environment where new comics are starting. Like if if we don't fix the problems on the ground floor, we're not going to get new women and we have so many new women. I mean, I'm I'm a new woman comic. 3 years, so I'm definitely um, still like figuring things out all the time trying to like remind myself that like there's so much to learn but I find that the more women there are in comedy it creates like a momentum of more women who want to do comedy or more like trans people who want to do comedy making things more gender inclusive really important and like trying to if the harassment occurs trying to create a a community where you can talk about it or find ways to get away from it and do something about it. You're like a comedic activist. (laughs) There's a lot of rooms that are centered around being safe spaces and not in like a, oh, no one has to hear anything that's like um, political or like a little intense on the subject matter. It doesn't mean that. It just means you're like your race isn't going to get targeted or like your gender is going to get targeted by the comics on stage. Like it's that kind of focus. I think it's really important and uh, it can get shut down a lot because you get a lot of people being like, oh, safe spaces, like you're a bunch of sissies, like the world's not a safe space. You're like trying to like live it. Yeah, it's like a weird and it's like, you d- like first of all, safe space. It's not like we're not making jokes that are kind of important issues or whatnot, but like there's like a lot of head bumping, bashing, I don't know. It's like a whole thing. A lot of comedians don't do politics because they don't know how to make it funny. Funny is the most important thing. If something's like really racist and it's also hack, like that just doesn't work. What's hack? Hack means kind of like 
outdated or like um, really jokey jokey and not like subtle like in the same way that like knock knock jokes you never like you never fucking cry laughing at a really tight knock knock joke no one's ever like knock knock who's there and you're like oh fuck you got me like that's not you're adorable I get it mm. would you ever do a podcast like my own podcast your own podcast I have a terrible, like, laziness problem <laughs> where I understand that putting effort into things in your free time is really fun and pleasurable and, like, something like having your own podcast is really cool, but at the same time, like, I work a lot. Um, and I always have, like, something that's a job that's, like, very physically demanding, which I like. I like to, like stay busy in that sense but I Do find like my free time I love dogs yeah oh, dog walking my friends a dog one of my best friends is a dog walker but I don't think I could do it see because it sounds adorable and great but it just also is so much responsibility, a lot of responsibility. what if you yeah. lose a dog well, you just don't create that mindset. Well, I already did, so I'm really not... You can change anything. I, I, I'd love to have a podcast. I always have these, like, fun... I'm one of those idea people who can't get anything done. It would take me five years to get a podcast. I like being right in front of people all the time. I'm, like, a terrible extrovert. I'm, like, I'm a huge extrovert. I love being around people constantly. I don't even understand that, how that's possible. But it's true. Like, I I don't lose energy when I'm constantly surrounded by people. I think that's why I can do customer service jobs. Um, because I can talk to like 10,000 people in a day and be fine. And do you know why that is? Um, I think it's because it's like every interaction with people is almost like an opportunity to learn more about people and what kind of interactions you can have and because I like to be funny um, I try to find new ways to like interact with people where there's a boundary where they're like I'm I, I they're a customer and I'm an employee find in ways to interact with them where it's something that is like funny it's a small window times 10,000 so it's interesting and then you pick up on patterns and like body language I have a theory that I'm like too weird for normal people and too normal for weird people like I'm in that sweet spot of like smart but like socially kind of awkward yeah I think I'm pretty middle of the road and I do think that like really normal people think I'm on the I'm more nuts and nuts people think I'm a square like that's that's me and it's just like how do you see yourself uh, I see myself as a little more on the weird side um I th but I but I do think I'm a good balance of like level-headed and crazy <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm both at the same time <laughs> but that, I bet you have such a fun life I do all right. <laughs> like being famous isn't like the goal, I don't think. And there's a great um, Cameron Diaz quote about fame that I'm totally forgetting, so I'm gonna paraphrase it. But she's just saying that like being a talented actress um, and being like being famous should not be the goal, right? Being like like your goals should be the goal. <laughs> yeah, okay, listen. I don't know. I don't remember what she said. But look it up. 
She just said the word goal over and over and over again, and I was really impressed by it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I find myself around comics most of the time, and something that I've noticed, not just with me, but with other comics who are women and who delve into like sexually charged topics, we uh, we get like assumed to be like easy oh. and it's kind of like no this is my art like please don't this is you know this is my writing this is my work this is not an invitation this is not a hint like go That's away really yeah I have like a partner who I've been like monogamous with for the most part for like a year and a half so like when we're both comics, so I guess being tired <laughs> has affected my sex life from like staying up late and doing shows and whatnot. Um, Are but, you guys yeah. open with each other? Are you said for the most part? I did an episode of Amanda okay. Day's Date Fail podcast. <laughs> so listen yeah. to that and you'll know the answer to that question. <laughs> I like how you're making the listeners do some research. Yeah, look me up. You have to dig for a while. It's like 200. I, I've Googled myself, and it's like Ricky Gervais and some posts of this woman named Lucy Pinder, who's hotter than me. I'm like, shit. I've got this, like, British asshole, and this hot, like, I, she's not a porn star, but I'm sure she sells underwear. She, someone buys underwear that she wears. And then, like, my IMDb page that does not have a picture on it is, like, buried under that. Would you ever feel comfortable selling your used underwear? <laughs> I have tried, and I've put, I no, I have. Really? This is the thing. For yeah, yeah, sixty dollars yeah. a pair. Course. I'll wow. buy ten thousand pairs of underwear <laughs> and wear them. Oh, the the, the momentum of just using that Imagine money that to buy more underwear. Right? It's like using wishes to buy more wishes. <laughs> is it an your livelihood? I mean, be, I. I think that I just, I don't even like getting hit on by guys, yeah. let alone being like, here's oh. my underwear, be cool though. Like, no, hey, no. listen, be normal, this is normal. Like, that's got to yeah. take some of the fun out of it for them. But the money is there. Like, some people with like 40 60 $80 a pair. I have a friend who has sold things of hers on Craigslist, like items, and it's, she's t telling me this, and I'm like, how the hell did you sit in a Starbucks washroom and shit into a Tupperware <laughs> container? Like, yeah, how did you yeah. do that? That's great. It's great that you did. I'd never make you feel bad, but I could not, I would be sitting there with my Tupperware container and be like, oh God, I need to leave. You know, and I'd be like, here's my plastic bag. Like, I've tried, I've written the Craigslist posts and then just chickened out yeah. every time. I get so jealous of people who are like, oh my God, my friend in Dubai. I'm like, how am I going to make a friend in Dubai? I got to go to fucking Dubai now? Like... <laughs> Maybe I should pay rent first. Like, there's priorities there. I buy too many, like, coffees to be able to go to Dubai. We're going to do an episode where we take a few of the guests to karaoke. Oh, my and God. And do, like, do a thing. So, Girl. would you like to be in it? Yes. I'm thinking her and so far and Trucker Dan. Oh, my God. Trucker Dan. Yeah. I love Trucker I Dan. Give me he a loves CD. Yeah. Does he really? What is he saying? There's a recording of him saying crying. 
by Roy yeah. Orbison. Orbison. Oh, he's not singing while crying. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, whoa, triggered in. Like, it's so real. <laughs> he's just, the sound of his own voice makes him weave. That's <laughs> what I thought you meant. <laughs> I thought that was like illegal. <laughs> I thought it was illegal to male underwear. And I don't know, I swear to God, I read somewhere. I don't even know where, but I read somewhere that it, someone got in trouble because someone opened up their mail and there was underwear in it, and you can't do that. I'm going to look that up. Let people do what they want, but I think that maybe if you're a postal worker, you you want to know that you're never handling someone's underwear. <laughs> But it's packaged. So what's the I know. No I know. They're being really babies you know? about it. <laughs> I feel like I just want to send used underwear into the postal like world. Just yeah, for like kicks. fuck up the address. <laughs> write anthrax on it or something. Make them open it, and then like, oh no, we got pranked. <laughs> You're gonna ruin that guy's day. <laughs> You're gonna fuck up his day. So like, why? Like he's not gonna believe in God anymore. <laughs> Like, I share chapstick. I share deodorant. If someone's yeah. like, oh, I need deodorant. I'm like, you guys have mine. I carry, yeah, yeah. And I carry deodorant with me literally everywhere I go. Wow. Everywhere I go. You know who she is? She's you every girl's best friend. What? Oh, Isn't she? And, but you you, you're genuine. Like, I feel Thank like you. you have no attitude. It's awesome. Oh, I have, oh <laughs> I have a terrible attitude. See, because I've been getting told that I have an attitude, like, my whole life. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is, and it's frustrating because I'm like, really? Because it feels like I'm just standing up for Do myself. They tell you what it is? Probably, yeah. Like, um, just the one place that I've worked where multiple times I had people, oddly enough, with attitude problems, tell me <laughs> a bad attitude. I'm so totally entertained by you. I know. I love your energy. I, I know. I love you the way you're awesome. You just flow with all of this wit. It's just you just have to. It just have to be. Whoever you yeah. are, in yeah, the moment, you just right? have to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have to don't do anything crazy, <laughs> just be right. and like don't do anything insane, like don't set anything on fire <laughs> unless it's appropriate, <laughs> like your underwear, yeah, <laughs> exactly what uh, I meant. It comes back to the underwear, I don't know, for yeah. some reason. <laughs> it's, underwear is a <coughs> topical issue. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is. I think so. I feel like we've been talking forever. <laughs> We're actually coming home with you. Coming home to my house. Oh yeah, this is the podcast. Oh, where you get to meet all the other people I live with. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Is it better than Friends? Like, it's very similar. Um, but I find the people on Friends have too much of an easy time staying in touch with each other. I'm like, how do you okay, see these cool. people every day? Yeah. Every yeah. day? Shit comes up, right? Yeah, you're spending Christmas. Like, what? Christmas? Like, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, yeah. I'm like, you guys hate everyone else in your life. You don't see, they don't see other people. Even when they live on, on Friends, like when Phoebe's on the opposite side of the city, when she's not living with yeah. Monica. Yeah. Right? That's like early season shit, which is like season one. It's not even... It's not even relevant anymore. But even though she's like somewhere else in the city, God knows where she's living. She's still always there. And she has like a roommate. I'm like, what? Like, it's like insane. Um, I find with my roommates, we get along really well and we hang out a lot. Um, but they are more inclined to go and spend time by themselves than I am. 
And so they'll, they'll be like, I just want to go and watch a movie by myself in my room. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I need you. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I was like, where did where did that where does this come coming from? Is there a lot of dating between comedians generally? Um Yeah. Totally. Uh, took me a second. I was like, do I tell the truth? Um, yeah. There's a there's a ton of dating in between yeah. comedians. Like there's some relationships that are really long term or whatever. Um, oh, there's a lot of hooking up that people do because they're you're in the same realm. People like you know there's a lot of attractive people doing comedy or once you know someone for a while because you're in the same industry they start to become attractive yeah. to you. All kinds of different kinds of people want to do comedy and do stand up and that's what's really great about it because you have so many perspectives. I've known people who are super funny who like have like reputations. Women. They're women. These are the only people who this could ever possibly happen to. It's women who get these like reputations for being like hooking up with a lot of comics and then there's so many assumptions. Oh, they're easy. It's almost a running joke now that female comics have feminist secret Facebook groups that you don't <laughs> talk to like the cisgendered heterosexual male comics about. They're all super impenetrable because no one's letting them in to like change anything. So they last for a while. It's really interesting. There's got to be some cool psychology there of like if we just don't let these like uber privileged guys into these groups they can't change them and ruin them like I hate to say that but I think it would honestly compromise the the groups that are formed because it would it would change them we'd be like well now you have to make space for us to have fun here it's like no we didn't want to we wanted to have fun here we're learning that we don't want to be in the boys club because we don't like being in the boys club the girls club is way more fun it's way more fun to be in. When women try to enter that like men's zone, they I find, and this isn't true of everyone, but I find this to be true of myself, there's a lot of self-compromising, there's a lot of like putting up with things, or like hearing or being exposed to things that you find gross. You know, like the idea of going to like the office party at the strip club, like being the yeah. only girl at the strip yeah, club so you can yeah, yeah. fit in with all the male execs and stuff like that. That's not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like a girls club. It's like we start our own club. Men are going to have a hard time getting in and if they do, they're probably not going to have a ton of fun and it's mm -hmm. all ours Yeah. and we're having fun the way we like to. Is that a tattoo on your hand? Yeah, it is. That is really cool. Oh, it is a tattoo. Oh, yeah. And everyone thinks it's a, a pink stamp. Heart. It, My sister I and I have matching heart tattoos. Did you get Hers. them at the same time? We Yeah, we got them on my 18th birthday. We did them, they're stick and poke style. Hers is right here on her arm because the ink wouldn't take to her hand. Um, but yeah, that was, I got my friend to do it and I went, there's like a, um, a tattoo supply shop down the street from my house. I went and bought like a little t like thing of the color and we just, yeah, we did them in, uh, in a living room. Cute. I also. That is very cute. I have a little X in my ear from the oh, same yeah. night. Look at that. Yeah. 
I have a few tattoos that are in like very <laughs> hidden spots, and uh-huh. I like it because people like discover them, <laughs> nice. and they like they're like I didn't know and you had it. At the I end, it's a message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck <quirky>. you, bro. <laughs> What? Why is your tattoo so mean to me? <laughs> How much range does this like little recorder pick up? Is it like, is can that, they it, hear it, me? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, good. Yeah, it'll be good. This is just you two asking questions and no sound at all? <laughs> that would mean you're a ghost. <laughs> Where you guys are just crazy. <laughs> Trust us, we have Good guests. <laughs> we were saying actually we want to do an episode Very where we point. interview a ghost. Okay. Would you want to be a part of that? Can I? Yeah. Not a ghost. No, no, no. You wouldn't. You be know a ghost. that, right? We would talk to a ghost, like yeah, you know, sure. If we you, might, f- we if you use... fucking get me in front a of a ghost, Ouija. Ouija boards. Do it. Are you comfortable <laughs> using a Ouija board? Yeah, I, I don't believe in ghosts. Ah. I stopped seeing what I thought was ghosts when I stopped believing in ghosts. So that's kind of why. That's actually how it generally works. (laughs) If I met a ghost, then I, what am I going to do? Pretend I didn't meet a ghost? (laughs) What would you say? I'd be like, so you, like, do you get to go through walls? I'd like ask all those questions. Like, what do you get to do? And they'd be like. I hate these questions. I get them all the time. <laughs> Every podcast I do. So it's like, what's it like being a ghost? I don't want to know who I am or who I was in the former life. I want to talk about being alive too. Goddamn. <laughs> It'd be great to talk to a ghost. Yeah. I'd be like, now, <laughs> what do you really want to say to our listeners? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about myself for like five hours. Probably. It's midnight right now. <laughs> You're listening to the Strangers We Know podcast with Cindy and Jesse. And my name is Lucy Gervais. I'm a Toronto based comedian. I run a show once a month at uh, Yarns Untangled Yarn Store. Follow their Facebook page. We'll keep you updated. I host it, and we have an amazing bunch of mostly like feminist-friendly comedians. Uh, we try to not, you know, be too biased. Let people perform. But yeah, it's a super fun show. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, ladies. This is super fun. It's like Vietnam above our heads. Vietnam. <laughs> And we're shooting this in Vietnam. Alive from Vietnam. All these high people are like, are we in fucking Vietnam? How did I get here?